Welcome to the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Today's show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. I'm Russell Nosey and we are excited to be back with you today to talk week six of the high school football season. Uh, we're going to be joined in just a moment by Brentwood football coach Clint Finch. His team is out to a 5-0 and start, uh, so we're going to talk to him about that. And then later on, we'll get into some week six storylines to watch and also make some picks for this week's games. Uh, of course, we are proud to be brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drive drunk. Let's go ahead and jump right in now to our interview with Clint Finch from Brentwood, who's going to join us here on screen. Clint, thanks for being here. Oh, always a pleasure. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So, Clint, you guys, like I said, unbeaten start here, and it's not like you guys are racking up wins against, um, you know, padding the schedule with some cupcakes. You've had Brentwood Academy, Hendersonville, Henry County, to name a couple of the wins. I guess uh, just so far, what, what do you make of how things are going for your team? Well, I mean, one of the things we pride ourselves in here is um, is playing really good comp- competition. Uh, you know, we, we always have a plan that we want to sit there and make deep playoff runs. Uh, so we, we've got to play some really good football teams this year. We opened up with, you know, a, a Blackman team that we think is really coming on uh, strong as the year goes. Obviously, B.A. right down the road. Um uh, Hendersonville was undefeated when we played them, and uh, Henry County was undefeated. So, first of all, proud of our kids. We're really kind of rising up and, and stepping up to the challenge of, of, of playing some really good football teams. Uh, being 5-0 and is great, but just really the effort uh, that our kids are putting forth and, and how hard they're working, um, that's what we're, we're really most proud of. The 5-0 and is really nice, but just knowing that you got a bunch of young men that go out and work uh, their tails off every day has been, uh, been a lot of fun to be around this year. So that win over Brentwood Academy was especially big and exciting, came right down to the wire. Um, and I believe in six meetings, if I've got this right, that was Brentwood's first win over Brentwood Academy. Can we expect to see that matchup again next year? And uh, is that a game you'd like to see on the schedule a little bit more often? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously next year because we signed a two-year contract with them. Uh, you know, we're really close to each other. I think obviously that's going to depend on what, what how the schedule falls out next uh, in the reclassification year going into 25, 26, if I remember right. But I think it's good for the community. I mean, when Cody White was still the coach there, he and I talked about the the need to try to play that game. Uh, we think we can be competitive with them. They obviously will be competitive with us. So uh, I think it's good for both schools. I think it's good for the community. And, and it's good for both schools' athletic budget because uh, a lot of people go to that, that ball game. So it's, it's a win-win-win on a lot of fronts. Yeah, no travel involved for anybody, and that's a big gate. So and, an exciting matchup, too. I mean, that really is neat to see uh, those two teams square off. And, uh, Clint, you're now in, in year three here. Hard to believe. Uh, I'm sure it's flying by. But, uh, yeah, you took over in 2021 for Ron Crawford, and I know it was tough at first. You know, that Brentwood team was coming off a state championship appearance. A lot of seniors graduated that year. Uh, but you guys have kind of made some strides now over the last couple of seasons. You were able to make the playoffs. Uh both of the previous two years and now of course the undefeated start this year, I guess now that you've sort of got the perspective of, of being the head guy for the past couple of seasons, I mean, how, how has that sort of helped your approach to this year? Well, and, and I tell everybody that we're a, we're an old football team. Uh, one of the things that 
that's interesting is if you look at a number of our starters this year, uh, they were sophomores in 2021. Our seniors were, were sophomores my first year as head coach. And those guys played a lot of football in 2021. Uh, and so not that that was an excuse that we were young, but we were really young. And, and these guys have a lot of games under their belts. Um, we've kind of said the whole time that we thought 2023 could be a really good year for us. Uh, if those kids kept on developing the way we thought they would develop. Um, it was kind of rough and, and, you know, rough going in those early days, right? I remember 0-3 and, and 1-4 and uh, starting, you know, five, six sophomores per game. But our kids, again, just kind of stayed with it. Uh, they did a great job of developing as football players, developing on the football field, developing in the weight room. Um, and so, you know, it, it, we kind of had an expectation that this year should have been a really good year for us, and, and it has thus far. Uh, but we're really building on, you know, 30 seniors that have played a lot of big-time football games over the past three years, and, and we're kind of reaping the benefits of that right now. And, of course, you're getting some great quarterback play so far from transfer Baylor Hayes. Uh, got the stats here. He's completing about 58% of his passes for 880, or 838 yards, seven touchdowns, has also rushed for three touchdowns. You compared him, I think, after that B.A. game to Brian Garcia, the Ravenwood quarterback from a few years ago that, of course, had a tremendous high school career. Uh, you said Baylor likes to uh, maybe compare himself to Mackenzie Milton a little bit and um, what he was able to do, at, of course, at UCF. I guess what has impressed you most about Baylor and what you've seen from him so far? Well, and and I always tell everybody that, you know, when, when Baylor came in, he actually enrolled. It was still December. Uh, when he enrolled, he started in January with their all-season program. And and we talk to our guys, you know, a lot. We get transfers here because people move to Brentwood. It's, it's a great community. It's a, it's a great school. Uh, we're close to Nashville. Um, I always tell those guys that, that move into Brentwood, look, you need to show these guys that are already in the program that you're committed to doing what we do and how we do it uh, here at Brentwood. And that's not been a problem with Baylor at all. Uh, he was there for all those 5.30 a.m. workouts. He was there for all the spring practice. He was there for those hot days in the summer. Uh, so the first thing that impresses me is a good kid uh, that was willing to show that, hey, I'm going to come in and do the work, you know, and, and, and there's not a lot of glory in that, right? We talk to our kids a lot about when it's, when it's June and it's 100 degrees and there's nobody on that football field but us. Um, taking pride in, in, in your effort and working hard. And Baylor was a guy that, that would do that. Smart football kid, really football savvy. Uh, what I really liked about him is it doesn't take a lot of time for him to pick up new concepts. He's played a lot. He's, he's essentially from his sophomore year on, uh, you know, played in a varsity program uh, down in Jacksonville and, and now uh, here at Brentwood. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to get to work with a kid that's a smart kid that works hard. Uh, but it makes it a lot easier as a football coach when he can pick up concepts. He comes with a lot of prior knowledge and prior learning, and he's done a great job for us. And, and yeah, I, I do compare him to some some pretty mobile quarterbacks. Uh, does a great job of extending plays uh, for us, keeps his eyes downfield, uh, an elusive runner. Uh, when he has to, he'll put his head down and go ahead and get some, some nasty yards. You know, we kind of talk about that when you've got to get a first down. But thus far with Baylor, it's been nothing but good. Really, the team's embraced him. I think he's embraced what we do here at Brentwood High School. And, and I think, you know, he and Brentwood High School have been better because of it. And since he's been here since January, he's, you know, had some time to get acquainted with the past catchers, sort of build some chemistry. Of course, you guys have, have a good group there, uh, including Clayton Merrill and Matthew Manning, to name a couple. I want to ask you about Clayton, though, in particular. He's obviously the younger brother, a former Brentwood receiver, 
Walker Merrill, who initially signed with Tennessee and is now playing at Wake Forest. Do you see any of Walker um, when Clayton's out there running around? Oh, 100%. I mean, Clayton is uh, Clayton's every bit the receiver that Walker was, you know, and, and we'll be honest here, you know, Walker probably had a little bit better measurables than Clayton did. Uh, but, you know, if, if I wouldn't think twice about throwing the ball to, to Walker Merrill, and I wouldn't think twice about throwing the ball to Clayton Merrill. Uh, they both just do a great job, great route runners, really athletic, uh, you know, make tough catches. Uh, they both do a great job blocking on the perimeter. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure to get to have, you know, Walker graduated in 2020. Uh, Clayton was maybe the first freshman in many, many years that we moved up to the varsity here uh, at Brentwood High School. So it was almost a seamless transition from one Merrill to the next. Uh, we're fortunate we have another Merrill in our freshman program, Jones Merrill. Uh, and we think he's going to be really good as well. So we're hoping to have essentially about 12 straight years of, of Merrill brothers catching footballs here at Brentwood High School. That's awesome. You, you got to love it when you can tap into a, a family pipeline like that and just keep them coming. Uh, r- running the ball, you've had junior Gavin Nelson step up over, over the last couple of weeks. He's leading the team in rushing right now with 381 yards, three touchdowns. I know senior Trey Doris was kind of the primary back to start the year. I believe he was nicked up in that Brentwood Academy game. Um, what's Trey's status going forward and what have you sort of made of the way that, you know, Gavin has stepped up in, in Trey's absence? So we, we were, we thought we were blessed this year to have two, you know, really talented running backs and, and, and Trey and Gavin, um, early on in the first game, you know, Trey, you know, had a great night against Blackman was doing really well against BA and, and suffered a, a midfoot injury. There's, <laughs> There's a lot of bones in the feet, and they've told me which ones he's he's damaged. But uh, we're actually hoping that Trey can be back next week by Franklin. He's got a doctor's appointment today, so we're hoping to get him kind of back into the fold. Um, in his absence, Trey has stepped up, and, and uh, I'm sorry, Gavin has stepped up and done just a great job for us. Gavin, uh, you know, an elusive runner, uh, does a great job out of the backfield. Gavin, you know, uh, had, I think, five catches for almost 100 yards last week against Summit. Uh, so – Put a lot more pressure on Gavin these last, you know, three and a half weeks with Trey out. Uh, also, we, we've gotten some good reps out of uh, Jackson Lowe, uh, who predominantly plays cornerback. But, you know, he's come over and given us eight to ten uh, carries per game on Friday nights as well. But we're looking forward to having it back to kind of the way we envisioned it, where we can have Trey and Gavin in the backfield at some point in time. Uh, we just need Trey to heal up and, and, and hopefully we'll get good news today and, and get him back. I know he's itching to get back out there. Yeah, fingers crossed for that, certainly. And uh, to go with that offense that's, that's putting up all those points, you guys have a, a pretty darn good defense, too. Pitched a shutout last week against Summit, and uh, that group's only allowing about 20 – or uh, sorry, excuse me, 10 points a game. Want to make sure they get their due there. Uh, what's what's made your defense so effective so far through these first five games? So I'll, I'll go back to – and I'm just going to go quickly off the top of my head. Seth Adams is a senior, but he played a lot of snaps as a sophomore. Cooper has played – Cooper McAfee's played a lot of snaps for us. Um, Ruger Humble's played a lot of snaps for us. Jackson Lowe in, at corner is essentially a three-year starter. Uh, so you've got a group of guys uh, that have played a lot of games for us since their sophomore year. Uh, then we've had guys like Maddox McKim, who's a program guy, been in this program for a long time. Stepped up at outside linebacker this year. He's done great. Johnny Silvestri's done great for us at safety. Jack Zock's done great uh, at, at the other safety spot. Uh, Mason Ball, who played some receiver and and uh, uh, cornerback last year, is doing a great job at corner. Um, 
it, it starts with having really good football players over there, and, and, and we, we recognize that we're fortunate to have that. Uh, you, if you take really good football players uh, that really take a lot of pride in developing themselves as football players, uh, that helps. And then you have guys that just they don't almost have a choice but to develop because we've thrown them out there for, for three years now uh, in 6A football. Uh, Coach Mike Kane and that defensive staff do a great job uh, with our defense. Uh, we're a two-platoon team, so our guys either generally play offense or defense. So it allows us to really kind of have our guys specialize in one side of the ball and really kind of perfect their craft on that side of the ball. Uh, but that, that defense, to be quite honest now, has, has been something that we've leaned on. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we don't think we've been quite as sharp as we need to be on offense. Uh, to know that you have that, that unit that will go out there and, and do a great job of, of shutting down the other team. Uh, that makes it a lot easier on the head coach and the play caller uh, to know that he's got those kind of guys that he would his trust and faith in uh, to do a great job on Friday night. Really proud of those guys. So when you look at Region 66A, of course, like I mentioned, you guys already got that win over Summit. Um, and it's a little bit different league than, than the all-Williamson County last uh, league that you guys had last year. I think maybe one team was, was subbed out there. But uh, I know you've talked before about how tough of a, a league that it is. And, of course, you still got Ravenwood, Independence, uh, Franklin in there to deal with. How would you sort of assess the region, you know, as it stands today? I think there's been a lot of parity uh, in this region the last two years. I, I think this year is is, is the same thing. Uh, I think every team right now is, is getting better. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we beat Summit on Friday night, but but I think if you look at Summit's trajectory uh, from week one through week five, they've continued to get better. I think Franklin is playing everybody's tails off each Friday night. You know, they're, they're going to break through eventually. You know, we, we just don't want it to be against us. Uh, and then I think we'll find a lot out about Ravenwood and Indy this Friday night. They play each other. We, we have a region game in Overton uh, also this week, but Ravenwood and Indy play each other. And I'm really fascinated to see how that thing goes because I think both those teams are kind of settling in. Indy with a little bit of a new offense, and I think Coach Hester – has kind of settled on a quarterback over at Ravenwood. So I think both those teams are going to keep getting better. Uh, we're heading into that last half of the regular season, uh, and it's it's four region games and Centennial, which is not a region game, uh, but obviously a Williamson County game, or a, kind of a rivalry game for us as well. So uh, there's a lot of good football to be played, and, and we'll have a lot of opportunities for our kids to kind of rise up and step up and and, and show that they, they, you know, in my opinion, have a, have a real chance and, and real shot to be a region champions this year. Well, Clint, congratulations on the great start. We're halfway home here. Hard to believe in the season, but uh, good luck the rest of the way, and thanks for being here today. Hey, Russell, I always appreciate everything I'll do to cover high school athletics. Uh, it means a lot to our kids, our family, and our football programs. Just We say thank you for, for what you did. Absolutely. Thanks, Clint. That has been Brentwood football coach Clint Finch. Really appreciate his time. Uh, we're going to take a quick break now and then come back with some Week 6 storylines, so stick around. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. 
Macon Bank and Trust Company is a proud supporter of the Gallatin Green Wave. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goal. We are local people with local decision-making and ready to serve you. Don't let pain keep you from doing the things you love. With our world-class physicians, Houston Clinic Orthopedics will have you back enjoying your life in no time. From ortho care to physical therapy and more, visit our website to book an appointment. Houston Clinic Orthopedics, when experience matters. Craving the juiciest, most delicious burgers in Dixon? Look no further. Luke's Burgers and Breakfast has got you covered. Whether you're in the mood for a mouth-watering cheeseburger or a breakfast burrito, we have it all. Our secret? Only the freshest ingredients cooked to perfection every time. So why settle for ordinary when you can have extraordinary? Come on down to Luke's Burgers and Breakfast, where every bite is an experience. Welcome back to the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Let's dive into some week six storylines. Like I said, the season is just moving right along here. And with it, we've had some interesting developments, one of which this past week, Independence. We highlighted them in our Main Street Preps top 25 rankings. They moved into the rankings for the first time this season at number 16, and it's well-deserved. Independence has played um, some difficult teams and taken a lot of those teams right down to the wire. They've been in three overtime games. They won two of those, lost one. I believe it was three overtimes against Page and a couple overtimes against Franklin. They won both of those, and, they, and then they also lost to Centennial in overtime. But Independence, um, you just got to gotta wonder just how far they might be able to go. And I think like Clint was just talking about in our last segment, uh, they're going to get a real test this week against Ravenwood, which is 4-1, and one. Um, and that, that really should – help kind of clear up some of uh, this this region 66A picture here. It won't be completely cleared up, of course, still plenty of games to go. But uh, Luke McNeely, their quarterback, he rushed for three touchdowns last week against Beach, 28-7 to win there for Independence. And I think that was a, a game that caught some of us by surprise. I know I had uh, Beach picked in that one as my winner last week. I believe we talked about that on the show. But Independence did a great job there. Offensively and also on defense, they kept Beach off the scoreboard until the final two minutes with a uh, with a late touchdown there. So uh, great showing from them. And I like Clint, I've got my eyes on that Indy Ravenwood matchup. Should be a great game there. And we'll give a pick for it in just a minute in our next segment. Um, something else to watch. Brentwood Academy, can they get back on track? They are now one in four. And if you told me that before the season, if you told anybody that before the season, I think we all would have been surprised. There was an argument probably for Brentwood Academy to be, if not the top team in the state, one of the top teams. I know we had them, I believe, at number two in our preseason Main Street Preps top 25, and now they have fallen into the 20s or so. Just been a tough road for them. Uh, they, of course, played a difficult schedule. Last week against Macaulay, they were in that one. They cut it to one score in the fourth quarter, but were not able to get any closer than that. George McIntyre, of course, the a uh, heavily recruited quarterback. He's got offers from everywhere. Is viewed as potentially, um, what you know, one of the top quarterbacks in his class by multiple recruiting services. He threw three interceptions. So, um, you know, go figure. You, it, it's it's tough. Uh, that league, that Division Two Triple A league, is very tough. And you know, Brentwood Academy now they've got to go on the road to Baylor this week, and it's uh, that's certainly not going to be an easy an easy test either. So. I'm interested to see just how far this Brentwood Academy uh, losing streak might go. And, uh, you know, it, they've still got Lipscomb Academy left on the schedule. That'll be a tough game. So if they can somehow pull that one out at Baylor this week, that would do a lot for them uh, kind of getting right there. But 
definitely a big surprise that Brentwood Academy stands at one and four at this point in the season. Uh, when you look across the league, though, we talked about it last week, uh, kind of looking at maybe which teams might get on track there. And NBA, of course, was able to beat Father Ryan 24 to 20. I think that does them quite a bit of good there, uh, not only for playoffs, uh, even though it was not a region game, uh, just to get some confidence going. Brooklyn Davis had a big game. He's kind of taken over there as their lead back, looking good so far. And then Lipscomb to beat Innsworth 24 to 10, handing Innsworth its first loss of the year. That was big. Lipscomb gets an off week this week to kind of heal up, rust a little bit. Uh, you know, they, they definitely took some bruises there against IMG Academy, uh, Sarah Lind, and also Baylor. And they're sitting at two and three, a well-timed off week there. But uh, yeah, that Division II AAA region uh, or classification, and then both the East and West regions are going to be something that we're keeping a close eye on here um, as, as we move forward. Speaking of teams that uh, are, are playing well right now, uh, when you look at Lipscomb, that's certainly one of them. But teams that haven't lost, haven't slipped up at all, uh, I believe we've got 12 teams in our top 25 that are still unbeaten through five weeks. Of course, Brentwood is one of those. We talked to Clint Finch earlier. Uh, but there's several others that are undefeated as well, and at least a couple of those teams are going to lose it this week because uh, Nolensville and Centennial, both unbeaten, are playing each other. Franklin Road Academy and East Nashville also unbeaten are playing each other. So that list is going to go down to at least uh, 10 undefeated teams at, at minimum in the top 25. Friendship Christian also has a tough test at Middle Tennessee Christian. Uh, that's a big one there in that region. And then Green Hill hosts Gallatin. Uh, we'll get to that in a, just a moment. That was a tough game to pick, but uh, Green Hill uh, in their, I believe their third, no, fourth season now for Green Hill. They've really got something going there. And, uh, but that will be put to the test. Gallatin's only got a couple of, of losses, and both of them were pretty close. So we'll see what happens there. We're going to make picks for these games in just a moment when we come back from this break, so stick around for that. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. Thought I could hold my liquor. Welcome to the GR Group at Cry Like Realtors. Our team is comprised of seasoned veterans, military spouses, and other real estate professionals with strong ties to the military community. We specialize in helping our clients buy and sell homes, as well as providing comprehensive services for commercial and land properties. Whether you're relocating to the area interested in buying or selling a home or looking for commercial or land properties, the GRO Group has the expertise and resources to help you achieve your real estate goals. Contact the GRO Group today. Founded in 2005, Pamela Witt First Lending Solutions has a reputation of consistently offering the lowest possible rates and above all providing outstanding customer service. Pamela Witt First Lending Solutions takes pride in treating our clients with honesty and integrity. We provide excellent service and experience you can trust for all your mortgage needs. Proudly serving all of Tennessee. Apply today. Call Pamela Witt First Lending Solutions, 858-518-1506 or online at www.firstlendingonline.com. NMLS number 314276, ID 135932. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. 
No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work, you do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. All right, it's time to make predictions now for week six. We are putting week five in the rearview mirror. I went six and four, a little bit below my standards there. Brought my overall win percentage for the season down to 72%. So we're looking to get that back up this week. And let's start with Smith County at East Robertson. This game's going to be on my TV 30. Uh, big one there in cross plane should be a great atmosphere. Of course, East Robertson is still unbeaten and uh, they've got some talented players on that team led by Isaiah Groves, who's already rushed for over a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns. And his brother, Elijah Groves uh, is a, just a menace on defense. I think he has six sacks. Um, just been a, just been a problem there. Both those guys have, and, and, and their good players don't stop there. Smith County uh, is four and one. Uh, just the lone loss there. I believe it might, it was an overtime loss as well. So they've got a solid group this year. Could be a, a game that comes right down to the wire. I'm going to go East Robertson 27, Smith County 22. Looking on down the line here, we mentioned that Nolansville at Centennial game. That's a, another battle of unbeaten teams. And it could go a long way, of course, in determining the playoff picture there in Region 66A. Um, but I'm going to give a slight edge there to, to Coach Jamal Stewart and the Cougars that who have not uh, lost yet in his tenure there in the early going. It's been just going well for them with Dominic Reed uh, scoring touchdowns all over the place. Nolansville, though, has replaced a lot of its seniors that graduated from last year. You know, they had a Kobe Walton at quarterback, uh, Samson Johnson at running back. They had Chance Fitzgerald at wide receiver, uh, Dylan Northcutt at wide receiver. They had uh linebacker that went to Oklahoma, Taylor Wine. They just had players all over the field, and they all graduated, and they were able to get – um, you know, they haven't really missed much of a beat so far. So I give Nolensville a credit for that, but I think this game uh, is going to go to Centennial by a slim margin. I've got Centennial winning it 28 to 24 FRA hosting East Nashville. FRA has been a revelation this year now. And uh, as Justin Geisinger continues his tenure there and they have beaten their opponents by an average of 42 points running backs, Ty Clark III and Mike Hassel have formed a nice one-two punch, and it's just hard to pick against the Panthers here. So I'm going FRA 38, East Nashville 20. Of course, East Nashville is doing well, too, under first-year coach Damian Harris, and I do think they're going to be a lot more competitive in this game than a lot of FRA's opponents have been in that, that crazy 42-point margin, but I still think that the uh, the Panthers can get this one done and stay unbeaten. Gallatin at Green Hill, another game that uh, we talked about a moment ago. Should be a close one. Uh, Green Hill just keeps getting it done. They've had a couple of close games this year, but uh, still unbeaten. And of course they're at home. That probably gives them a little bit of an edge, but Gallatin's offense has shown that it can put up uh, a lot of points there with their, with their new coach, Michael Straub. So uh, with all that being said, I'm going to go Green Hill 38, Gallatin 31. Could see that one maybe flip in there though. Uh, I do think it could be a high scoring game based on what those offenses have accomplished so far this year. Staying uh, with a Sumner County, semi-Sumner County matchup here. Um, of course, Gallatin's in Sumner, uh, Green Hills in Wilson. But across uh, the way there, you got Beach at Hendersonville. Beach, uh, not sure exactly what happened with them last week. They, they ran into Independence, and uh, that was a bit surprising. That was a, a game, of course, that I lost. It was one of those four losses in my 6-4 and four record. So uh, tough one there for Beach. 
but now they get Hendersonville and that's not going to be easy either. Uh, Hendersonville has looked really good outside of their loss to Brentwood. That was lopsided back in the early going. I think it was week two, but uh, yeah, this is the battle for the mayor's cup there across town rival rivalry. So you can never really uh, count either team out, but these teams both pretty solid this year. Um, Hendersonville has maybe looked just a bit better with their four and one record. So I'm going to give the, take the commandos here at a one score game, 28 to 21. And lastly here, we've got Ravenwood at Independence. This is a game I've got my eye on because chaos, like we said, has followed Independence everywhere it's been this year with those three overtime games, plus the upset, if you can call it that, at Beach. And, uh, of course, Ravenwood has won four straight against a somewhat easier schedule. Um, definitely not a soft schedule by any means. They opened up at, uh, with Alcoa and took a loss to Al- Alcoa there in, in week one. But um, – I think this one's a toss-up. I'm going to give it to Ravenwood 28-27, to but just based on history here with Independence, wouldn't be shocked if this one goes right down to the wire, possibly even to overtime. That's all we got today on the show. Be sure to stay tuned to MainStreetPreps.com for high school sports coverage throughout the week, and uh, we'll see you next time here on the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. You've been watching the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about high school football. The Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.